Welcome to the Southside Community Church Podcast with Pastor Mark Hahn. We are located at 1815 South P Street in Elwood, Indiana. Visit us on Facebook. The link will be in the description below. Have a great day. Bibles and want to follow along with me here. Pray for me this morning. I appreciate your prayers. Pray for me as I try to stand in in the gap here. Go over to Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible, if not the favorite. This is what the Apostle Paul said. He said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Then go over to Galatians chapter 6, verse 14. But God forbid that I should glory, save, that means except, in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, praise God, and I unto the world. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision but a new creature. Our dear Heavenly Father, we're so thankful God again for being in your house, Lord, to serve you today, to worship you in spirit and in truth. We're so thankful God for the testimonies of your people the songs of victory, God, that we sung today, Lord. So thankful, God, for your spirit that's here this morning. Lord, we appreciate it so much. We just pray, God, for just a few minutes, Lord, as we look into the word of life, that your Holy Spirit will guide us and direct us, Lord, and work through us today, that we'll say those things, God, that you would have us to say, and try to understand, Lord, your word, that it's bred into our souls, our spiritual life, And may we feed upon it, God. May we see something this morning that would encourage us, that would strengthen us, that would help us, God, in in our daily walk with you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I want to Look at a few things that I wrote down here. I usually try to, I don't read too many notes, but I want to do this morning. The message of the cross brings forth persecution from both the world and the church. It strikes at the very heart of spiritual pride and self-righteousness. And that is so true. 
That's what Paul was facing here in the church of Galatians. Let me give you a little bit of history and what his concern was. <clears throat> Paul was concerned for the church. Paul's concern for the church was that deceptive doctrines, false teachers, and doctrines of demons would enter into the church to confuse the flock and lead them astray and entice many of them to return to, back to the path of legalism, that means following the law of the Old Testament, and worldly pursuits. In Paul's time, it was keeping the law and circumcision that uh, you had to have to be saved. So what they was, was happening was a teaching that you had to keep the old Jewish law and, and of circumcision, which was a fleshly work that they had pride in, and they added this to the cross in order for someone to be saved and to be right with God. So what they were saying was, if I now try to keep the law, I am effect effectively saying that Christ died, uh, uh, or what Christ did on the cross was not enough for my salvation, which allows uh, men to boast in their own efforts. What foolishness that man, listen, can think that they can add to the cross of Christ. Christ fulfilled the whole law in his life and death. The whole law was nailed to the cross. Amen. So in other words, uh, th these Jewish uh, uh, converts had come into the church. They believed Paul's message. They believed in, in uh, 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 Christ. But yet, they were raised and born Jews and they stuck to the laws of Moses and Moses' ways that God commanded them. Huh? And, and, and they were putting pressure on the Gentiles, the Galatian Christians there. And they were telling them, well, you're not really, you're not really right with God, huh? Lest you be circumcised, that God commanded Moses and Abraham and all through the Old Testament. Huh? And Paul, that, that just burned Paul. It made him mad. They were adding to the gospel, huh? I tell you what the scripture said, huh? We are saved by grace through faith. And not of ourselves, huh? It's a gift of God, huh? Lest any man boast of his own works. I tell you what, works will not get you into heaven. It will not get you saved, huh? Only the grace of God and faith through Christ's cross can get us there. Amen? Paul's upset with him, aggravated him, huh? And I thought about that today. Like I said, and when we sung that one song, it aggravates me today because being a Christian today has been painted with such a broad brush. Huh? You know what age and day we're living in. Huh? 
people call themselves Christians, huh? And have no idea what salvation is. Huh? There's people in churches today, my friend, listen to me, huh? That come Sunday after Sunday. Huh? They might teach Sunday school. They might be in a choir. Huh? They might be one of the deacons. They could be members of the church. Listen to me, huh? Members of the church and well and highly respected pay their tithes, huh? And follow the ways of the church and not even know who Jesus is spiritually. Not experience the change and the transformation in their lives. Right. Amen? That's scary. Yes. That's scary. And I'll tell you what, huh? I'll tell you where it comes back on. It comes right back to the preacher. What's he preaching? Huh? What doctrine is he preaching? Is he preaching out of the Word of God? Huh? Is he giving the doctrine, huh? The biblical doctrine of Christ and why he came and the reason that he came? Huh? I tell you, we got to preach the truth. That's all there is to it. Huh? Because the Bible says the truth will set you free. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> I know I might step on some toes. Let me read the rest of this note here. <clears throat> it has not changed in our time today. I might repeat myself here a little bit. It's, <clears throat> it is uh, in our time today, just in different ways people think they are Christians today because they go to church. They can be a member of a church, like I said, all these, <clears throat> but have never known or experience the saving grace of God. <clears throat> and then those, uh, let me back up here. All their works are of the flesh, and with and not and not gets and that will not get them to heaven. Jesus said you must listen, you must be born again and to enter into the kingdom of heaven. That's not an option. <laughs> That's not an option at all. Huh? Jesus said, I'm the door. Right. <laughs> huh? What did we read last week? For, the, for Peter said, there's salvation and none other. Huh? There's no other name given among men. Or why you must be saved. Huh? Only through Jesus Christ. The power that's in the cross. Huh? Amen. we have come to a point today especially in the entertainment business I kind of picked this up off Spencer Smith he was so right he said because if you just say a few Bible verses in public you're a Christian how true is that and others and others will say well I was baptized when I was seven, so I'm a Christian. I never go to church. I never lived uh, 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 the Christian life. I lived in sin like the devil, but yet I'm a Christian. Because of what? Because I was baptized when I was seven years old. Huh? 
had a conversation with a person I worked with one day, and she claimed to be a Christian, and was talking about it openly. She started the subject, and I just fit right in and started talking. And I said, well, when was you saved? Do you remember when you got saved? And she said, what? What do you mean? What are you talking about? I said, saved. Born again of the Spirit. The time that, that Christ had come into your heart and changed your life. You was convicted. huh? You knew you were lost. huh? You knew you was... You, and, and I tried to explain. She said, I have no idea what you're talking about. But I was baptized at such and such age. That's not going to get you into heaven. Right. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Right. So they're Christians. Claiming to be. I know this is probably hard, harsh. But that's the only thing I've got on my heart. Or what the Lord had given me. And I thought about this. I thought about the Catholics. Their belief. I can sin all week. Drink and party. Do whatever I want to do. Through the week. Then go to a confession booth and tell some priest my sins that I have done in the, through the week. And I am forgiven and I go out the next week and do the same thing week after week. And I am still a Christian. That's truth behind that. <clears throat> then the Baptist, I don't want to knock all the Baptists, some of them's great people, great doctrine, great preaching. Some of them's not. Some of the Baptists say we believe that we sin in word, deed, and thought every day. And that it is impossible to keep from sinning, knowing willingly that they are doing wrong and keep doing it and are still a Christian. The Bible said, he who commits sin is of the devil. All the above have not experienced the power that is in the blood of Christ's cross. Paul, uh, people need to experience God's saving grace today. No human work can save us. We are saved, like I said, by grace through faith and not of ourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, least any man should boast. Between Paul and the world, listen, was a cross. And that is a position that every believer should be in today. A cross between you and the world. This is what shapes our conduct. It's how we act in this world. Not boasting of ourselves, no pride, just glory in the cross of Christ. The song said, the cross before me, the world behind me. Right. Amen? Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Let me go over here. Paul said, God forbid that I should glory save in the cross 
of our Lord of our Lord Jesus Christ. How should I glory in anything other than what Christ has done for me? Amen. So Paul was saying, huh? The reality of what Christ had done for me on the road to Damascus. You remember the story of his conversion? Huh? Paul was a persecutor of the church. Actually, I heard one guy say he was a terrorist. I hate to put him in that group. Huh? But in a way, he kind of was, but I don't want to put to me a terrorist are evil people. Like the terrorists that are over in the Middle East. They are evil and ungodly people. Paul wasn't ungodly. Huh? So I don't want to put him in that group. But the work that he was doing was persecuting the Christians and killing the Christians over his religion. Huh? But his, his testimony of what happened, I thought about this. Huh? God seen to it that they put it in the Bible for me and you. Huh? I tell you what, Paul had no intentions to turn his life over to Christ. His mind was set. He, in his heart, he believed he was doing God's will by persecuting this new religion, this gospel of Jesus Christ being rose from the dead. He thought he was doing God a favor by persecuting the church. And he had those papers. And he was carrying them, huh? Headed down to Damascus, down to the capital. We're going to gather up these Christians, huh? We're going to put them in jail. We're going to kill them, whatever we're going to do, huh? That was his intentions. Who did he meet along that road? <laughs> huh? I want to tell you something. The Bible said there was a shining light that came out of heaven and hit Paul. You don't have to believe this story or not. That's entirely up to you. Huh? But the story said that this light shone from heaven. Huh? And it came down upon Paul. And it was so powerful that it knocked him off his horse. And he lay there on the ground. Huh? Blind. Huh? As he had never seen anything before. And when he got knocked off the horse, he said, Who art thou? Who art thou? Then he said, Lord. He realized it was God. Huh? He realized that it was God. Huh? And Jesus spoke out of the cloud. Now the people that were with him, they seen all this. Okay? They witnessed it. They seen what happened. Huh? And they heard a voice. But they didn't understand the voice. But they heard it. And Jesus told Paul, He said, Saul, Saul, why persecute thou me? In other words, what you're doing, huh? You are persecuting me, the Son of God. I tell you what, when Paul heard that, he always said, He said, Lord, what will you have me to do? Huh? What will you have me to do? In other words, Paul was born again of the Spirit. 
and his life changed completely. Wrote half of the New Testament, almost all the books in the New Testament, I forget, at least half of them. Huh? Because he experienced something. Huh? He had an experience with Christ that changed his life. Christ took him out in the Arabian Desert. I believe it was for two years. And told him everything about this book. <laughs> huh? Old and New Testament. Huh? He was a direct, Christ was a direct teacher to Paul. He got it from Christ alone. He didn't get it from the disciples. He never got this teaching anywhere, huh? Other than Jesus, my friend. You back it up. You remember what he told Ananias, huh? He said, Saul Tarsus, God had spoke to Ananias. And that's another thing. I, I, I didn't want to get on this, but anyways, there's a story in Ananias. Ananias was whatever he was doing. In his daily life, huh? The Lord came to him and said, Ananias. And what did Ananias say? Here I am, Lord. How close we can be to Christ. Mm -hmm. To be in a position to hear his voice. Here I am, Lord. I tell you, that's a message in itself. And then he said here, he said, he told him about Paul. And when Ananias heard about Paul, huh? Or Saul of Tarsus, his name ain't changed yet. <clears throat> I forget what it did change, but anyway, don't matter. Same guy. Huh? He said, I heard of that man. He's dangerous. I heard of it. And Christ said, He's a chosen vessel for me to preach to the Gentiles. And he shall suffer. Great things huh? for the cause of the gospel. And all this happened to Paul. Huh? And he sent him here. Let me go on. <clears throat> he said this. He said, As many as walk according to the rule and the peace and the mercy upon the uh, God of Israel, from henceforth let no man trouble me. Listen to this. For I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. <laughs> Those marks. Huh? Paul was beaten. Huh? I don't know how many times stoned, beaten with rods. Everything he went through for Christ. And his body, his physical body, bared the marks of those scars that he lived with Christ. That he went through. Amen. Crucifixion. I'm glad you mentioned that. Let me read this to you. <clears throat> crucifixion, crucifixion is when a person is nailed or tied to the cross and put to death. So being crucified means put to death. So Paul was saying that the that <clears throat> that Paul was saying. The world is dead to me, and I am to the world. It was the world system that Paul, is what Paul was dead to. The world system is set up for mankind, and no thought of God and His Word. 
People of the world live for pleasures of the world and all they can fulfill in the lust and desires of the flesh and with no thought of their eternal soul. They live for today with no thought about eternity. The people of the world live for what they see. The Christian lives for the unseen. The people of the world live on things that are temporal, but the Christian lives on things that are eternal. Amen. <clears throat> Paul said here that I I glory in the cross. <coughs> huh? The cross of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. This was Paul's strength and his power. This is what, what Paul had received from Christ. And every Christian, listen to me, every Christian that's born again of the Spirit huh, has this power to back up in their testimony of what God had done for them. The life-changing power. That's the thing that Paul stood on. Huh? What did, what uh, uh, the songs we sing, the solid rock, huh? The foundations that we that we are built on, huh? The fa very foundations that we build our life on is the cross of Christ, His death, and His saving grace, huh? That's changed our lives and made us new creatures in Christ Jesus. That's the very foundation. That's why He said, "I glory, huh, in the cross." I glory in the power of Christ. I know what Christ had done for me. Huh? And I realize it's Him. And I glory in nothing else of myself. There's no pride. Huh? There's no, no ambitions or nothing in me, my friend. That points to me. But it's Christ that liveth in me. Huh? The hope of glory. Right. Amen. I am crucified with Christ. Woo! What he said, nevertheless, I live yet, but not I. Christ liveth in me, and the life that I live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God that loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Hallelujah. Think about that for just a minute. Woo! I'll tell you what. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank God for salvation today. Huh? Jesus bled and died and suffered, my friend, because He loved you and He loved me this morning. Huh? Thank God for that. He's called you out of this darkness into this marvelous life to give you a life that's eternal, my friend. One that fadeth and passes not away. No wonder Paul glory. No wonder he said, I'm crucified to the world and the world's crucified into me. I have no affections, no ambitions, no pull to the things of the world, my friend. All my pulling and all my life is laid, my friend, in the cross of Christ. He's changed me. He's transformed me. My friend, He's 
had nothing to live for but the cross. Amen. I glory in the cross of Christ. Every Christian should be there. Amen. I want to tell you something. Church was reading about Christ and his suffering and his death and all that he went through, the beatings and all that. I want to tell you what. Huh? Every man, every woman, every boy, and every girl that's at the age of accountability will give an account for what Jesus did for them. Right. That's it. Huh? This is what Christ did. You can accept it, my friend, and be saved. Huh? Or you can reject it uh, and die and go to eternal hell. Amen. There's no other choices but those two. If you don't choose Christ, you've already made another choice. Amen. That's why Jesus came. And I know the world don't know this. The world don't understand this. People are lost. They're in darkness. The devil has them, my friend. They can't move. Huh? They can't move towards God. Huh? And like she said, Pam said, and the old lady didn't have any idea what I ever prayed for. Huh? But when somebody thought of her and prayed for her, huh? and whoever that was knew Jesus. Huh? And they had a heart. They had Jesus' heart for that person. Huh? And they prayed. And what happened? <laughs> huh? God's work it's never in vain. Just remember that. The devil will tell you that it is. And we're doing no good this morning just showing up here to this church, singing a few songs, huh? Being together. He'll tell you it's no good. Well, my friend, these are eternal things that will last. That's right. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Paul had no desires for the things of the world. Huh? He had no desires of what other people gloried in. He had no desires to live according to the flesh and the pleasures of the flesh. Huh? You see, all them things were gone. Huh? That's what happens, my friend, when you get saved. Your life is changed completely. Amen. It's turned, up, it's turned to 180 and upside down. I, <clears throat> praise God this morning. Let me read you something here real quick. <clears throat> Let me go down to verse 15 first. He said, For Christ Jesus, neither is there any circumcision or, or availeth nothing, anything, nor uncircumcision, but, the, but a new creature. Amen. A new creature. <clears throat> if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. It is vain for a man to profess infinity to the Christ according to the flesh, while he is unchanged in his heart and life, and dead in trespasses and sin. For he that is in Christ, that is a genuine Christian, having Christ dwelling in his heart by faith, he is a new creature. His old state is changed. He was a child of Satan. He is now a child of God. He was a slave to sin. 
and his works were dead. He is now made free from sin and has the fruit unto holiness. And the end is everlasting life. He was before full of pride and wrath. He is now meek and humble. He formerly had his portion in this life and lived for the world alone. He now has God for his portion and he looks not at the things which are seen, but the things which are eternal. Therefore, old things pass away, and behold, all things become new. The man is not only mended, listen, but he's made new. Now, let me back up, but he is new made. He is a new creation and a new creation in a little world in himself. Formerly, he was, uh, formerly all was chaotic disorder. Now there is a new creation which God himself owns as his workmanship and which he can look on and pronounce very good. The, uh, the conversion of the man from idolatry and wickedness among the Jewish denomination, they basically said and counted that as a new creation. He who converts a man to the true religion is the same as if he had created him. Only God can change a person's life. It's through faith in that person, huh? In, in, in the gospel and in the belief, my friend of Christ. But it's God who created man in the first place. God created you and me, huh? Long before we was ever in the womb of our mothers, huh? He created me and you, knew who we was, huh? And when that, basically in that article, what he was saying was, when, when we... We were born in sin, and we, when we lived in sin, huh? That creature that he created, huh? Was flawed, huh? Was flawed and marred, and not living according to what God had made him for to worship Him, huh? So, but through Christ and the cross, huh? And His shed blood, He becomes a new creation again. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't know if I'm getting anything through this or not. Maybe I'm bouncing around everywhere. <clears throat> but praise God. Huh? I'm so glad that it's not a works. Huh? It's not a credit. Amen. But it is totally huh, the work of God. Anytime you Christians, us children of God, when we go through battles, when we go through trials, huh? when we go through testings, this is going to happen. And it has happened. You've lived through them. I've lived through them. We've been there. They'll come this week. They'll come next week. Huh? Things happen. We're, in a, we're living in a world where that's full of problems and full of trouble. 
Huh? And we're going to face things, my friend. We're going to go through things. But here it is. Huh? Jesus is with us. Right. Amen. He saved us. That's the foundation of this whole thing. Huh? That he saved us and transformed our lives. Huh? So when it gets bad, huh? I tell you, I felt bad. I don't know how many. I haven't felt good for a few weeks now. I hardly never got any sleep last night. That's just a personal thing, huh? I just prayed this morning, God, give me the strength to go to church and preach. That's all I want to do. I'll lay down today. I'll take a nap. But I get so discouraged. Huh? I get down from not feeling good and things as it's going on. Huh? But I got to look back to the work of the cross. Right. Amen. That's the thing to stand on. My friend, when everything falls apart and everything deteriorates all around you, huh? We still have that to stand on. Amen. That's what Paul stood on. <laughs> That's what he said. Huh? I'm crucified huh, to the world. The world is crucified to me. Huh? You know what? This has been in another message, but crucifixion was a horrible death. Huh? It was, a, like you said, it was a death, a death of suffering, a death of horror. Huh? It, was, it, it, it was just unimaginable, the pain huh, that they went through. But I want to tell you something. I thought about that. You know, we got the flesh and the spirit inside of us that are battling against each other. One wants, one wants control of the other one. Okay? And I thought about this. It's hard for people huh, to give up that carnal man. Give up their desires. Give up their, the, what their wants. And give up what pleases them. Huh? They have a hard time giving it up. Why is that? Because the death of something, of crucifixion, huh, hurts. <laughs> Huh? This is a life of surrender. Amen. It's a life of surrendering your all to Christ. Huh? But that giving yourself up, crucifying yourself for the cause of Christ, my friend, is a painful thing to go through. But I want to tell you something. The glories and the rewards are beyond measure. Huh? I'll tell you what, the church of yesteryear, I've heard the stories of my dad. I've been in some of those services. Pam had, you probably have to cherish, huh? Where, where the old saints were, I tell you, the spirit fell upon the church. They shouted, they testified, they run the aisles, my friend. I remember as a little boy, I didn't know what was going on. I just watched them run around the church, watch them testify and shout, huh? Sing songs, come up and just. Out of the ordinary, just come right up front and start singing. What was it? Huh? The glory of God right. was upon them. Huh? Because they rejected their selves and their pleasures and their motives. Huh? And all their pride. Huh? They give it all to God. And then when they got to church on a Sunday or a midweek or whatever it was, my friend, by the time they got there, it was bubbling up inside and it was about to bust. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah.
I think I'm done. <clears throat> but Paul said, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. <clears throat> Being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath to come to him. There's a wrath coming. Huh? God's going to pour his wrath out on this world. Huh? And judgment's coming to every person. I'm glad this morning to be on the right side. Amen. Praise God. I'm thankful for a lot of things that God has given me. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for the girls, my son-in-law's grandchildren, my two sisters, brother-in-law's, uh, this church, you people. I'm thankful for a lot of things uh, and grateful for that. I tell God all the time and thank Him for it. Uh, but there's one thing that I'm thankful for also. And I've got in a church where they preached the truth Amen. and sound doctrine. Huh? This sound doctrine, my friend, this truth is a foundation that will never be moved. Amen. Praise God. This is where it's at. Huh? This is where it is at. It's in the cross of Christ and Christ crucified. Amen. That's all the difference in the world. Any other religion, any other belief, any other doctrine, huh, is sinking sand. Like the songwriter said, it's sinking sand. Amen. Thank God that we got in the right church, or we was born and raised in the right church, huh? I thought about my dad, and I, th I think about Audie, because his, his testimony is a lot like dad's. If my dad would have never got the real thing, he would have never lasted. He would have never made it. Huh? We would have never been raised in church wasn't for my dad. Huh? But he, was, he reminds me that, that Paul... See, God knows every one of us. He knows what it's going to take to turn us out of this darkness. And he knew what it was going to take for Paul to turn to him. Huh? It was going to take some supernatural power to knock Paul off his horse, to get him to turn his life around. He knew that in my dad. My dad was not going to accept huh, just words from other people. Huh? He was not going to just accept the testimonies huh, of other men. He had to experience it himself. Right. Do you see what I mean? Huh? I thought about this, you know. Me and my dad, we'd be out working, you know, and I'd be helping him. We'd be doing things, crawling under houses, being on a roof, whatever it was. He worked two jobs constantly all the time. And we'd get thirsty, and, uh, and there in the summer, you know, we'd want to get a drink. Huh? I was so thirsty, and he was so thirsty. He would grab that water, and he'd drink that water down. And you know what? He drank that water, and it never done any good for me. Because <laughs> I didn't get a drink yet. 
So spiritually speaking, huh? Huh? His life and his experience and all that he he was in Christ, huh? Which that's great, but it won't do any good for me until I take a drink of it myself. Huh? And take it in and experience it. Amen. Praise God. My dad was saved. He was he was a, it was a, a remarkable thing. He said something touched the top of his head, ran down into his chest, and settled down right there. Huh. He never felt anything like it before in his life. My mom come running running into the bedroom. Huh. Didn't know what was wrong with him. Buddy, what's wrong with you? He said, I don't know what it is. Listen, innocent. I don't know what it is. But I do know this. It's not going to hurt me. It's a good thing. And then he said this. He said, I feel as innocent as a newborn baby. That's what he told my mom. I feel innocent as a newborn baby. Like I've never done any wrong in my life. He is guilty of everything. Cussing, drinking, fighting, smoking, lying. You name it. My dad was that person. Huh? He was living under the guilt. And the Holy Spirit was convicting, convicting him of those sins. Huh? But when he got to that place of prayer, huh, and God forgive him, he, it was a sign that God had huh, through the warmth that come on the top of his head down into his chest. Huh? But not only that, huh, the innocency of what he felt. What does Scripture say? You must be born again of the Spirit. He was born again. <laughs> I tell you, if that wasn't a sign of the being born again, you'll never have another better sign than that. Because he said, I'm as innocent as a newborn baby. Praise God. And the Lord used him. One of probably the greatest Sunday school teachers there ever was. People came to this church, basically, and I heard this quote, to hear him teach Sunday school. <clears throat> Amen. Because God used him. And give him, he didn't know anything about the Word of God. He had, had no idea about the Word of God. Huh? And when he got saved, he went down and and bought a, uh, I don't know why I was going to get on this with Dad, but he went down to the, he went down to the dime store and bought a 10-cent Bible and brought it back <laughs> and started reading. Didn't know anything about it. Started reading all the genealogy. Begot, so-and-so begot this and so-and-so begot that. And my mom heard him in there reading. She said, buddy, you're in the wrong spot. She said, just go over to the New Testament. Start reading it. That's what he did. But you see, God used it. Huh? God had a... He had... He had now huh, a newborn child in Christ. My friend, where the transformation was so powerful, powerful and so real, he knew he could use him. He knew he could use him uh, 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 because this was the life huh, that God had designed for him. Or he was ever born. Huh? 
and he used it in a powerful way. And my dad has been through a lot of things. Huh? A lot of things in his life. He's faced a lot of things. But what did he fall back on? Huh? Every time he gives the testimony of his conversion. What is that? Huh? I glory in the cross of Christ that saved me and changed me. Huh? Regardless of what happens all around me and whatever happens in my life, huh? This foundation that I'm a child of God and the power that's in the blood of Christ that's changed me, huh? Is what I'm standing on today. How firm a foundation you say to the Lord.